It's the Daily Talk Show episode 322. What is going on? It's a lot of episodes. Mm. It is. Genevieve Day. Mm, Welcome to the show. Genevieve, (laughs) as we sort of say. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Oh, oh, no worries. The the clap thing, I think you need to clarify. (laughs) Yeah, we need some context in the back. Like an applause. (laughs) No, we're clapping out the syllables in names. Josh said that there's too many in Genevieve. So he'll reduce it now to Jen. (laughs) We're going to go to Jen now. Eventually. We're there. Yeah. 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 Because there's certain people like uh, Daniels and uh, Andrews, names that specifically Mm. they don't, there's some people who don't like to be. Andy oh, yeah. or Dan. Yeah, totally. But they're a little bit, you know, yeah. like weird about that. I'm yeah. fine. Jen's okay. so fine. Yeah, great. I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, I've <laughs> You're cool with that? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm cool glad, with that. I'm, I'm glad cool with Tommy's cool I mean, with it. Hey, Tommy listen. gets the other way. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want me to call you Andy? I'm calling you Andy. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of the thing is people will call Tommy Tom. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so that's weird though. Well, it's mm. weird because when you introduce yourself, hi, I'm Tommy, and then they resort to Tom, which is a different name. It's mm. not a nickname. Yeah, that's not you. Yeah, My real name's Thomas, but they don't mm. ever go to Thomas. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I get Tom a lot. It's a rapport killer. It depends on the, the <laughs> setting. Like professionally, mm. I'll always lead with Genevieve just mm. to yeah. really be like asserting myself over the other person. Yeah. Um, and then no, I'm like, yeah, cool, Jen's fine. Yeah. Well, I heard that you actually, in jobs, you make more money if you have a nickname oh really? so i started signing off my emails jj i used to always say josh yeah uh, i get tj people are picking mm. up on that so yeah, TJ's when, cool. when am i getting paid more i mean we <laughs> yeah. own the business but yeah. it's uh never uh for never. people who don't know jen uh there's a lot of people uh you've got a business called day management yes uh people would know you through the influence you have of the people in your team so Gemma watts is, Gemma you say, actually isn't in my team. Uh, she she no. isn't on the books. She isn't on the books. What an uh, awkward that's start. That's fine. Yeah. This is a nightmare. You got Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Holloway? Yeah, Sarah Holloway. Oh. We've got Tully Smythe. Okay, great. Khan from MasterChef, The Real Dads of Melbourne, Jessa Lizzie, Christy Who. The list does go on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we kind of work with a whole range of top tier personalities. I already. I is it already. Is it a nightmare? Is the management role like the – She the, follows you on Instagram. The, the one – We're good friends. <laughs> the one the, – the position with the less pressure of mm. the influence – I would say it's way more pressure. Oh, really? No, it's a different role. So we kind of um, connect them with the brands to get this sponsored content and yeah. get them, um, you know, new roles as media personalities and MCs and taking them from just, you know, just doing Instagram and doing heaps more than that as well. Mm. So kind of elevating them um, to be brand ambassadors and get them paid for the jobs that they love doing. But it's a whole different kettle of fish. Like yeah. they have to look beautiful all the time and they have to, you know, be presentable and be posting mm. and do heaps of content creation. And I just sit at a desk. Yeah. And I'm like, Here's your brief. Here's what you're getting paid. Make it work. Oh, that's good. I saw your uh, your rock star article in the AFR. Oh, thank you so much. I went yeah. and, um, Have we got the cop? Where is it, the cop? I actually left it downstairs. What? Well, Mr. 97 said, I'll run down. I said, no, I don't want to be too keen. Oh, go and get I don't it. Wanna, it was well, probably good to be like dropping it in cafes, opened on that page. Well, I did think that maybe you would then see it, be like, oh, someone's reading oh, the AFR. Good. Yeah. It was a, I, I love the article because it was um, it had Jules Lund in it too. Mm-hmm. And so it was yep. like he's representing that sort of uh, tech space of yeah, influencer like the marketing. the micro content creators, as he calls it, yeah. Yeah, and you've got that blend of the old school management in a new school field. Totally. More kind of like the yeah top tier personality is what we kind of call it. Mm. Yeah, How have you found um, since starting day management, like the the space? Because I, I read something that you had said that you spent a lot of the first years explaining what the hell influencer marketing totally. was. Totally. Well, it was really educational because we launched in 2015, yep. which 
doesn't seem like that long ago, but also is a really long time ago. Mm. Um, uh, Mr. 97 was in diapers at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Still oh. is today. Can <laughs> I actually clarify, were you born in 97 or that no. was your enter score? No, that was for ATAR. Oh, sorry, yeah. enter's born, an old yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> born in 1999. Okay, so yeah. really not that different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, so launched in 2015 and influencer marketing was really new and Instagram as a platform was really new as well in the sense that like they didn't have Instagram stories yet. There wasn't like the back-end data that we had that we have at our fingertips now. So mm. there wasn't like a business profile. You just posted and were like, here's me in a bikini. Mm. Um, and it was really easy to get growth on there and so brands were loving it and no one was really charging for it or knew the value. So we didn't really have as much like facts to back up the value and the ROI what we're doing. So a lot of it was me kind of explaining to people like, hey, this will totally work for your brand um, and it's a really effective marketing platform and way to go about it but it took a while to convince people. What, who are the hardest people to convince? Because I could imagine people that are uh, marketing managers that are spending big dollars on TV advertising were probably the yeah. hardest eggs. It was crack. hard. It was almost like the more corporate and the old school ad teams were really hard to convince. Um, it was really linear in the beginning in the sense that like we worked with fashion, female fashion influencers only and we worked with fashion brands and it was like a really obvious alignment. It's like, oh, she's wearing a dress from Forever New and that's paid on Instagram. Whether nowadays it's like, oh, well, we're working with a travel insurance company about her upcoming trip to Coachella and she's a fashion blogger and mm -hmm. it's kind of a lot more like integrated and interesting in that sense mm -hmm. so it was really like yeah the fashion and beauty were first to market and now it's like Australia Post and Officeworks and the government so mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of an interesting mix now that people understand it and they come with bigger budgets and more understanding of it. If we had 50k to give to you more could we get mr 97 out there through you Ooh, <laughs> okay. we ran a campaign to get him famous yeah, I mean, totally. That's fine. We charge an agency fee plus GST. Okay, but, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, always yeah, plus GST. Of course. Yeah. Um, no, we kind of work with people that already have an established presence oh, online. Oh, that's going to So stink. soon, soon, bro. He's got 160 <laughs> followers yeah. and they're okay. a very tapped in sort of audience. Well, he knows, he's, he knows yeah. he's, it's women. So if you yeah. need to flog a product, it's... Yeah. Not your usual influencer, but it's uh, yeah. maybe dating Look, there's products. definitely potential here. I can sell anything. I can totally sell you. <laughs> well, I mean, what's your relationship with selling things? Do you like sales? Oh, my gosh. I, like, live for the hustle. Yeah? Yeah. So I have no professional experience in sales or anything. I did a PR and communications degree, and I worked mm. in PR for five and a half years, and I always was, like, a little hustler. Mm. Even, like, growing up, um, I was that person who, like, go to the Vodafone guy and I was 13. I'm like, can you do a better price on this? Or, <laughs> that was and just me. Yeah, I think we were very similar between <laughs> yeah. that and debating because you got into b debating yeah, as well. Debating. It's great. You just get to argue with people and mm. win. Yeah. yeah. Did, were you big on like cue cards and stuff? Did you have sort of certain strategies oh, around? I was more about the theatrics. <laughs> yeah. So I'd have a couple of dot points and be like, listen here, yeah, affirmative listen here. team. Um, so yeah, no, it's just kind of like the hustle was always fun and I love convincing mm. people. And so even in PR, it's a similar kind of ball game and where you're pitching something to them and you're like hey you should write about my client in your newsletter and newspaper and here's why um and now it's like hey you should work with our influencer and here's why yeah uh with from a from your perspective where's podcasts at in regards to actually making money yeah so it's really interesting because i kind of had these flashbacks when we launched the podcast um this year we launched in january with um the shameless girls friends of the show yeah. we also have yes yeah, sarah holloway sees the a and we just signed um danny kennedy's the fitness and lifestyle podcast a bit of diversity there um but it's that same like educational element where we're like hey podcasts are now how you can market to people and it's got a 61 percent roi versus instagram seven percent mm -hmm. um but people still are a bit unsure and a bit cautious because they yeah. don't understand it mm. do you think 
that like do you have hope in that you know being a thing or do you think that it's oh, absolutely d- yeah. yeah like it's absolutely happening now and mm-hmm. we're actually I'm saying Australia's first influencer agency to launch a podcast arm because yeah. I can't see anyone else doing it. Mm-hmm. Please come to the table if you are yeah. And, yeah. and I'll fight you. Uh, no. <laughs> She'll debate you and kick your ass. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, I'd love to do a debate segment on the yes, show. That yeah. would be good fun. Who launched their podcast arm first? Yeah. Day management. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we'll back you on that one. Yeah, thank you so much. And, um, so, the, and so doing a podcast arm, what does it actually – entail what does it mean for your business is there any changes yeah i mean it's just kind of like they're the new influencers Mm. or they're a new kind of group of people who are influencers and have influence over consumers Mm. so that's how we view them as opposed to like a network having podcasts and looking at like a radio ad Mm. we see it more aligned with their demographic and tailoring it in that kind of way and packaging it up so it's with social media and it's with the Facebook groups um, and Instagram and, you know, the EDMs and everything. So it's more immersive um, and it's definitely working. We're seeing great results with the Shameless Girls in particular. We just had their live shows last month, which were crazy. Like, mm. So it shows people want to have that interaction and get brands in the flesh and also on Instagram and on the podcast. Yeah, well, that's what made me um, have the spotlight on you in regards to the Shameless stuff because they were – uh, pulling off these massive events, yeah, and then I saw like your name being tagged in oh, all yeah. in all of the stuff. The the event thing. What's been the learning of putting on an event versus say, you know, doing direct sales with a, yeah. a client? I mean, again, because my background was in PR, I had mm. a lot of experience in that event space, so yeah. I kind of knew what had to happen, which was really great for the girls who came from a journalism background. I'm like, where's your run sheet and how mm. are we going to do this and here's your posting requirements. So, <laughs> yeah, it was really helpful, but I think it just shows people want to have a real-life interaction with these yeah. online personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really cool because they, again, were like little celebrities in the sense that there was a line down the block to get a photo with them. And I was like the old school manager being like, okay, cool, next, next person yeah. now, new That's photo. Great. Fuck off, you've had one. Literally, I was like, no time for your iPhone selfie, next. Do you find you have to be sort of a bad cop? Of oh, good always, cop? yeah. And, so, and how do you approach it? I mean, the aim of the game is to keep everybody happy and that just isn't always possible, but that's yeah. what we kind of go for. So, and if it means that I need to be the bad cop to keep the talent as the pure good mm. cop that everyone loves, that's totally fine. It's yeah. just kind of the roles we all take on. And sometimes you have to play hardball and that's how you get the best results for our end. But it is hard because you want to make sure the brands are happy, they keep on booking you again mm. and you want to make sure that the talent are happy so they stay with you as an agency. Do you find that influencers tend to overvalue themselves or undervalue in regards Ooh. to when you're chatting with them? Do you have to be like, hey, you're only going to be getting X amount for this? Mm. I know you're thinking this or is it the other way? I mean, not my talent, (laughs) but I've heard it can really fluctuate in the market what people are charging as well. Some people assume they're worth more than what the market would value them (laughs) at. Um, And we kind of move away from saying influencers. In day management, I kind of talk about people with influence. (laughs) So whether that's people that have a podcast or on a TV show or are a traditional blogger, they kind of have that influence and that determines what we charge as opposed to like, oh, well, you have 100,000 followers, therefore Mm -hmm. you get 1,000 bucks. Well, Facebook has that, right? Like if you want to just reach people, it's like you can just pay directly and have that. Yeah, because we're kind of charging for their face and their name and that brand affiliation Mm. as well. It's so much more than just how many people you get on Instagram. Well, there's things like Fire Festival that I know sort of rattled the industry in ways and Jules spoke about it, just that sort of – uh, negativity or just the naysayers around in that word, that term influences. Yeah. It's the same across the board. Like content creators mm. I feel has gone a bit stinky in some regards. Yeah. Just I think it's the how well, long it's been talent, around Talent I think yeah. probably from 
my perspective, talent is a hard one because I associate talent with Tommy and I working in radio and talent was typically people who rocked up, did their job and left Mm. and it's like everyone's got to be sensitive to the talent and they're difficult. Whereas I think that the people that you're working with even are you talking about Jules Lane? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hang on, give me some names here. Exactly. Even even though they're they're talent in one way, I feel like they're also entrepreneurs, they're content yeah, creators. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, people want more from influencers now. In the mm-hmm. beginning, it was kind of like, oh, you can be a really hot girl in a bikini. That's totally fine. Let's get you on Instagram. Whether now they want people that have some more substance behind them, they mm-hmm. want people that have a business or they're. I use the term authority a lot. So if you're yeah. an authority in like the parenting field or beauty market, and so you have to be able to back that with something mm. and just being hot isn't enough anymore. Sorry, mm. Tommy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I just bought two new bikinis. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, you look at the bikini could be the catalyst to find the passion for creating. Like Tash Oakley. Yeah. She's, they've launched a brand, Kayla Ritzinas. Like all these people have found something within Absolutely. it. And I think you need to to last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And because the opportunities are there, there's so much you can do with this massive platform where you're reaching half a million people, mm. you'd be silly not to. Mm. Yeah. The that the whole bikini influencer thing. What's what's the your perspective on it? Do we give too much sort of voice to that side of Oh, look, I still media? have girls in bikinis. Yeah. So I don't want to like chastise <laughs> that too much yeah. because <clears throat> we can still do some sea follow campaigns. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, look, it's, there's a place in market for everybody. Mm-hmm. I kind of refer to it as an ecosystem yeah. in the sense that everyone has a lot of work in different lanes. Mm-hmm. So we do um, like the fashion crowd who might do, you know, the barley shoots and bikinis. We also do like the parenting crowd who'll do stuff with Woolworths nappies. Mm. Um, and the whole campaigns that aren't always like sexy and amazing. It's mm-hmm. kind of like there's a whole range of brands that need to be sold need to be marketed and I often give the really trendy ones to the girls that work with me and I'll be like oh, I'm working on this head lice campaign right now and doing oh. my washing powder so <laughs> yeah as a, as a woman do, is, do the bikini models have cut through from a brand perspective to women well, yeah, see, now that we have Instagram... Or is Instagram, it just Mr. 97 yeah. looking through their profile? Because are you going to buy those bikinis? I don't <laughs> no, know. Don't you. <laughs> I mean, it comes back to ROI. Is that totally. good spend for a brand? Look, you need to look at their stats and the back-end information. That's what I love. I think we're selling so much more than just a beautiful person with a beautiful feed. We're selling that data behind it. Mm. Um, and it's a lot of data analysis. And we look at their audience and it's like, cool, how many of these are male, female? How many are in Melbourne? How many are in Australia? Um, how old are they and that's kind of where the spend is determined and that's really cool for us because even if someone only has 100,000 followers if they're 97% female Mm. and they're all 18 to 24 that's way more effective than someone with a million that's got 70% dudes. Mm. The ROI conversation I mean it's it's always been around and it always will be around but it's been hard to sort of quantify in the landscape now more so we've got data and stuff but there's still that sort of space of ROI that is brand equity, is awareness, mm. is, you know, you're seeing a post and um, someone's thinking about them three weeks later when they need to buy a bikini. Yeah. You know, or something like that. So <laughs> it's like you can't, you can't use that as the sell from a management point of view, but I feel like you – are you having conversations around educating people on ROI that is not – clear or not yeah i mean it's always brand awareness is where the starting point is and then that should eventually lead to sales but we can always guarantee the awareness to that targeted audience um, and then if sales is a result awesome mm. but that's kind of what we can 100 percent sign off and then the other byproduct of that should be sales but that's not what we can really guarantee 
um, as a first point, like you said, you have to see something like seven times before you might purchase it. So if you're the first post that seven, you might not get an instant sale. It'll come kind of down the track. But I think that people and ad agencies and brands are a lot more aware of that now and they know how to use influencers effectively. So they'll run like a campaign with 10 people mm. um, and kind of space it out so that it's happening all the time but not all in the same day and then they get a better return from that. Are you a fan of Seth Godin? Do you know who he is? I actually don't. Oh, God. Do you, uh, you don't read books? I read, books? Don't read books. I read a lot read of books, like chiclet. <laughs> no, I read that you don't um, listen to podcasts. That was a really old interview. So now you're a podcast. I mean, yeah. you've got the podcast arm, of course. Yeah. Exactly. I was trying to look for the date of that article. It was I 2016. Yeah. Okay. No, we were saying before, I did a lot of interviews when we first launched the agency because everyone's yeah. like, oh, what's an influencer management company? Yeah, oh, you're yeah. 24. How cool. Um, <laughs> and my like day in the life interviews were so lame. I read them now. I'm like, please take them offline. Because I was like, oh, I go out for brunch and I like might have a nap <laughs> in the afternoon and huh, maybe a conference call. How cute. Well, what day do you catch me? If I'm going to um, Mykonos, you've got me on a good day. Yeah. You know, starts out up early. But yeah, other, totally. Other than that, today took the kid, had some breakfast with my son, went to daycare. Yep. Now I'm here. Exactly. Having a good chat. Um, Seth, go and uh, marketing genius mm -hmm. he talks around sponsorship and advertisement yeah. you know advertisement is the they need a clear ROI yeah the sponsorship is buying into you know what the shameless girls have created yeah. that cyclone you know it's more than just cyclone the shameless. ROI yeah, like, yeah. are you having those conversations about yeah um, absolutely. more just sponsorship into your talent and who they are and what they've created. Yeah, and it's a lot more integrated now and a lot more long-term as well. So it's much more um, like a longer-term campaign approach rather than just like a one-off sponsored post. Yeah. Um, and we're finding that people want influencers to then be these brand ambassadors. So, for example, like Jess Lizzie is a brand ambassador for Spencer Outlet Centre, which saw her be in the billboards throughout the entire shopping centre and in the ad campaigns and in print media. And it's more than just the fact she has like 250,000 followers. They're like, cool, you can also be great talent for us in that sense. Mm. So it's like sponsorship, advertising involved in that, as well as social media posts. Um, and it's really immersive. Mm. So we do try and integrate all those different elements in that, which would include like the podcast if it's there or, yeah, the social media feed or if it's an old school photo shoot going in a magazine as an ad mm. and we can kind of offer everything now from the same influences mm. yeah do you find that you package up your um your talent so do you go to a brand and say hey we've got five people yeah, look, the party line I always say is like compliment, not compete. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that everyone in the agency sits alongside one another and it makes sense. No one's like, oh, why are you signed with them? What's yeah. that? Mm -hmm. um, but they're not competing for the same work. Mm -hmm. So if a brand comes to us and they want to work with a range of fashion talent, we definitely have people that fit their needs, um, but they would never be like fighting for the same jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who was the first hire internally in regards to like employees? Yeah, well, I did it on my own for a long time because I was just like a control freak and really type A, um, and that is not sustainable. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I did it a year on my own, and then I hired someone just part time, and then again, I was still like really involved in everything because I'm like, hey, what are you doing today, and what's on your to do list? And then now I'm like, okay, cool, we have like three or four full time employees. We have four. That was a little count in my head. Uh, we have four <laughs> full time employees, and I'm a lot more hands off now with like day to day stuff, and they kind of do that logistics, which will be like I might lock in a collaboration with. Joe Mercer shoes and then they will go to the talent and be like cool what shoe size are you and would you like the red boots or the black boots and that's something that I'm not involved in anymore yeah much more that like bigger strategy and overseeing mm -hmm. everything and bringing it to life I remember as a um not a talent but as someone <laughs> so wanting no, to be no I, you're I, talented when I was younger I wanted to be with a talent management company which Ooh. would mean I was coming in not as the cleaner as a talent <laughs> yeah. wanting to get onto their books and I remember it being a case of you know 
I remember my mission to get the conversation with them. But then I heard a podcast with um, Logic, the rapper, yeah. um, and his manage, manager and the story of how his manager hustled to get Logic as a talent early days. Have you heard that? Yeah. It's on um, uh, how I built this with Guy oh, Rise. Yeah, it's so good. I think you'll love it yeah. as, a, as a manager. But just that hustle to find logic and the pitch that he did in those early days. What's the process for you when you see some girls like, you know, the shameless Yeah, it's girls? kind of interesting because it's you have to get in at the right time and if they are too established they can be a bit like, well, why would I need your help? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm doing you want, it already. You want them to pop under Absolutely. your wing. Yeah, and that's that totally weird. what happened. No, I'm like a mother hen though. Yeah, okay. And it's yeah. kind of nice because I'm I'm 28 next month, but I'm still older than a whole lot of my talent. Yeah, so yeah. they're like, wow, you're so wise. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what was the 90s like? Um, so no, it is kind of nice to help them through that and like take them under my wing a little bit. But I was lucky in the sense that when we started, Instagram was newer. And so a lot of these talent had like 20,000 followers. Um, and like Jess, I mentioned before, is now at 260. We signed her at 29,000. Yeah. Or like Christy Who, we signed her at 14 thousand now at 118 um and so we've kind of brought them on this journey over the last three and a half years where we've been taking them from just doing instagram posts to be these ambassadors um for brands and again like seeing their faces on billboards and activations and stuff is really cool so we do always look for someone who is kind of about to pop mm-hmm. um, and shameless is definitely a case of that i approached them in december where they were just starting to pop up everywhere in my news feed like as a consumer i'm like hey they're really cool they've got a really nice voice um and no one's really doing this whole podcast thing so it was a great time to get involved with them do you think that's uh, your skill uh, that you, you might not have verbalised but now you realise is your ability to identify talent. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think I have really good gut instincts and I'll see certain things and certain people and be like, I want to work with them. Like yeah. that's, that's going to be the next big thing. Um, but at the same time, we have and to And what do you think of Mr. 97? <laughs> Just gut instinct? Look, I'll give you some pointers <laughs> oh, um, and then come yeah. back to me in six months. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had, I've had that, mate. You're not, you're not yeah. in. <laughs> that's valued information. People are dying for that. <laughs> no, it's, it's hard because a lot of people do come to us now as well and it has to be the right fit for us. And there's no like magic follower number. So someone might come to us with like 100,000 followers and they're just not right for the agency or they don't have that kind of cut through that a media personality have or something, yeah, someone who kind of has more interests or is about to explode in that same way. So it's really difficult to balance it. And at the same time, we, we want to be boutique still and want to make sure that we don't have 55 talent on the, on the books. We mm. try and keep it really small and tailored to everybody so that it's kind of some exclusivity about it. Mm, I think it's Josh's skill of being able to identify sort of... <laughs> Getting on board with you, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks, mate. Getting me in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, definitely. What's the uh, what's the difference between the Australian market and the international international market? Do you think? I mean, we pay way less. Really? Yeah, I have a couple of talent who are based in LA and New York, but they're Australian influencers, <laughs> so we still work with them. Um, like Demi Harmon was at Home and Away, and so now she's based in LA, and she's got like three hundred thirty thousand. Um, another girl of mine, Charlotte Bridgman, is in New York, which is a Melbourne girl. So they kind of deal with the American market over there and then deal with Australian brands through me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a brief in and I'm like, oh, it's this amount of money. And they're like, oh, I know it's Australia, but like, geez, can't they pay more? Mm. I'm like, no, we can't. We don't have the same amount of budget that you guys get. I like that like you're dealing with numbers day to day. So yeah. like people care about numbers, how many followers. I caught myself the other day when someone started following us and we thought it was someone with high numbers and I caught myself saying, oh, no, it's just a normal. What's the term? Oh, it's that a mean? normal. I think I was referring to the fact, like, oh, they're, they're, I thought they were, there was someone <laughs> of influence, and just I said, a they're a, it's a normal, just like yeah. us. We're just a just Throw a couple of normals. Don't follow them back. 
do you, like what's the, been the earliest that you've picked up on someone in regards? Have you seen someone at the very, very, very early stages, like five posts in and a hundred followers? <laughs> not and, that early. Yeah. I'm not that cool enough to kind of have a finger on the pulse. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I kind of around 20k is when you start mm. to take notice of someone. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just going to go somewhere. Yeah. And I might watch them for a while and have a few interactions with them and be like, hey, here if you need. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is, are there certain metrics? Like, what are you what are you looking for in regards, like, from a charging point of view? Yep. How does how does the finances actually work? Oh, it kind of goes back to the whole like people with influence can mm-hmm. charge more than someone who is just an influencer. Mm-hmm. Um, so even like we work with Nick Davidson, who's Sarah Holloway's fiance, mm-hmm. and he's obviously got that whole business authority about him, like fitness guy, and he has eleven thousand mm-hmm. followers. So like not massive, but he works with Nike and the iconic sport and really huge brands and gets paid quite a lot for it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Nick, for saying that on it. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's kind of cool to see someone with a lower follower number be able to charge that much because he has influence and yeah. that's kind of the difference there it's not always about like a stock standard model which some talent agencies do put out there yeah, yeah you can kind of set your own depending on the person so i'm guessing day management would have been less affected by the algorithm then by setting up like that do you yeah. think did you still see a brand still talking about the algorithm oh my gosh i'm so sick of the algorithm talk. Yeah. yeah i think a lot of influences were affected by that and mm-hmm. some of our engagement has been affected and some of our girls haven't grown as much in mm-hmm. a while but because they set up back in 2010 some of them even they've got this brand recognition and people know their face and know their names that mm-hmm. they were already established so yeah. it doesn't really matter to them yeah. it's, it's so much harder starting now it's hard to get a follow I mean, you, you have to egg a politician to get yeah. 500,000 followers in a weekend. <laughs> yeah. That's what you need to do these days. <laughs> I mean, the, there's that classic story of Shaquille O'Neal posting about a um, oh, yeah. car dealership where he got a free car. Yeah. And the car dealership got nothing. <laughs> got oh. like 100 new followers. Yeah, oh, my whatever. God. And he's got millions and millions. Wow. So it is. It's. Yeah. I mean, I think my filter, if I just think about as a consumer. As a normal. As, as a normal. A norm, yeah. Which I, I am. We're all norms, yeah. <laughs> but I am not willing to follow somebody. Just, you know, at the drop of a hat. Yeah, you got to work for it. Yeah. yeah. Do you, you follow me? Yes, I do. Oh, wow. I just um, followed you on LinkedIn too. Oh, wow. Nice one. An ad or a follow? Just uh, a well, it's just that. Yeah. You added. I'm big on LinkedIn. I hasn't. I requested. <laughs> hasn't accepted So yet. until <laughs> we haven't made it official. Ooh, no. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. after this, depending yeah. how this goes. I did see though. I, I searched your name and then it came up like Facebook. And so I clicked on that and I had a bunch Uh-oh. of tabs open of you. But then I went on <laughs> and it was. But no, research, research. Yeah. Uh, and then I clicked <laughs> onto the Facebook one and it had the ad friend. So it wasn't yeah. actually a profile of you. But I, I had a moment, I was like, maybe too much adding yeah. friend. Like mm. it's, it's there's that filter where I remember the early days, Mr. 97 wasn't alive, but yeah. I was adding everybody. Mm-hmm. I was a madman. that guy. Well, yeah. I, I think, think everyone was that guy. I definitely was that guy. Just that guy. Is yeah. it just a guy thing? I don't know. Maybe. I was adding oh. anyone, whoever. And I took it extremely personal. <laughs> there's, yeah. been, there's, a, there's a cafe that I no longer go to because the barista didn't accept me on what? Facebook. Yeah. Well, the worst uh, is like the on this day when it used to be right on someone's wall and it was kind of private. Uh, yeah. And then it's like eight years ago you said to someone like, hey, nice seeing you out last night. Yeah. Like, Thanks for the ad. Oh, I've the gone worst. through and deleted it. No, yes. Do you know, do you know the, the worst thing? I've deleted my Facebook because yeah. it was just it was too much. Yeah, I retired, <laughs> retired from social media. Too many but adding friends. No, but what I what I realized, you know, looking back ten years or whatever, the thing that I would do is I would straight away, like say I did a photo, I would go into the comments and the like section, and specifically in the likes section, I'd scroll down to the bottom where you see who isn't a friend of you now who liked your post. Wow, as which is just so fucked up because mm. you end yeah. up seeing like. 
who have I lost in yeah. the past so 10 years? So many people. Yeah. I get anxiety like looking at people who have liked my photos and I swipe through and I'm like, fuck, I'm not following them but they liked it. And then I'm like, I can't like add them now. No I can't follow because they're like, hang on, what the f- Yeah. You know? Is there a, is there a pressure to um, build empires beyond- Empires. In- yeah. I reckon like they are small empires, yeah. right? Beyond Instagram. Like is that an actual strategy within the business which is like- you need a fucking website. You need to be doing stuff that Mailing you list. own. Yeah, I mean, it's it depends on the person and where <laughs> their followers are based. Like, obviously, people have massive YouTube empires, um, and that's a huge place that you know the beauty industry and gaming and everything. If their audience wants to be on Instagram and they're kind of that fashion keen audience, there's no point trying to take them to YouTube where they might not all come with you on that journey. Yeah, um, I think. People don't really want blogs anymore or fashion blogs that we work with. Like it's very rare that a brand's like, oh, can we have a blog about this, please? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, especially with like swipe up URL links, you get the same back end traffic. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. And then Facebook groups are so successful in like the shameless example mm-hmm. where you can build this community and it's really engaged and amazing, but it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would work if every single influencer was like, I'm now on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the web the blogging thing feels like it's sort of coming gone. But Ash it, Williams uses it as a joke. I'm pretty sure we had him on. <laughs> what did he, you say? He was just like, "Oh, I wrote a blog about it." But I think he uses it as a bit a of bit gear. Of gear. That it's like, yeah, okay. No one wants a blog, but I told him I'd write a blog if you give me a go. free car. Published. But, but there is there is something in that building building the other the thing that's not owned by one of the the big companies. What does the contracts look like? Yep. When you get talent on. What it, like what are the what's the actual obligation for them for you? So we kind of keep it a bit loose in mm-hmm. the sense that it's a bit like a marriage. I don't want to be locked in with someone that you hate. Sure, <laughs> not like a maths. <laughs> the, no, I, do you watch maths? No, or actually, no? don't. I'm the worst with reality TV. Considering so that I have so many TV people in my books. Yeah, uh, I'm the worst. But then the final two, like like uh, there was the reunion earlier in the week yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I it heard was all just, about it. It was just too much. I got into bed last night. My wife's on her phone. I'm like, what are you watching? She's yeah. like, it's who are so those putrid gross. people? Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's not good. It's no, not, I, I don't feel good about it. I yeah. feel like I've like like eaten junk food. It's got that it's same a, vibe. It is the exploitation of drongos. Like, yeah. And we're drongos. laughing at them essentially. Like yeah. we're getting caught up and laughing. These are real people, right? Mm, they're just normals. They're so they're caught up. They're in, just a few normal bullshit. Yeah. But the thing is, and they all email me afterwards. Oh, every really? The show, mass people? Every Bachelor in Paradise, everything, Love Did Island. Did Mike they reach out to you? Because Mike was the Mike. one who spoke to Ash Williams and said, hey, mate, how do you get in the media? Oh, God. <laughs> a bit of that oh, conversation. No thanks, and so the, it's like a marriage. <laughs> so with the marriage, there's the, the honeymoon phase. <laughs> yeah. And you're at that with Shameless at the moment. Yeah, Everyone's we're, we're like, we're pretty like, in love, aren't we? Yeah. There's a lot of posts going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to be careful, though, because my other talent, I'm like, you're also my favorite. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. My wife was pregnant on her honeymoon. So, uh, uh-huh. you know. that was what, funny. Is, what is that? Yeah. Say? What does that say? Sick, sick as hell. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple of mocktails, then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He actually produced some great videos on his honeymoon. <laughs> Looked amazing. Which, yeah. It's just him like exploring and stuff, but Amy was at the hotel. <laughs> Did you do vomiting. the whole like holding hand over the cliff? That's my yeah. least favorite honeymoon thing. I usually do it as a joke. Yeah, if yeah. I am doing You've got to be doing it as a joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of solo content on that trip <laughs> yeah. as well, which is which just, is just fine. in the hotel room. So, so it's like a marriage. Yeah, so it's like a marriage. Do so you like, actually sign? Like, I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, there's paperwork yeah. for sure. Um, but it's almost like if it's not working, we can end it here mm-hmm. and walk away. Um, and it's always like we say the greatest luxury is saying no to things. You're never going to be forced to do anything or sell anything that isn't right mm-hmm. um, and so we kind of set like a little wish list and like brand no-nos as well of people mm. that we want to avoid like the skinny me teas and like the hair gummies and those things that aren't really authentic um, and aim for things that do align with them really well but yeah it kind of just goes into like 
commission stuff mm-hmm. um, and then how we liaise on their behalf and then just the fact they're exclusive to us as well. Have you dealt with rebrands? I've had a rebrand personally. Oh, what's yeah. a rebrand? So I used to be 120 kilos oh, wow. and I used to have different glasses. Great. Thank you. And uh, I looked quite different. There's a photo of me on an elephant in Thailand, uh, which the is poor a very different. Yeah, the poor <laughs> elephant. Absolutely. And have you, because for instance, uh, Tully, did you say yes. she was on your book? She Tully? still is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's someone who didn't really think much of, c- comes from Big Brother, all that sort of thing. Then I hear her on Shameless. And yeah. I'm like, I've completely like judged this person based on being Six a reality. Well, yeah, being like mm. the ma- like how we've judged the maths people essentially yeah. or whatever. Mm. But she's actually like got heaps of insights and super intelligent and all that sort of thing. Have you had to do specific work on, oh, this person's come from this space? Yeah, I mean, I think with Tully it's different in the sense that, and I'll have to preface this, she's also one of my best friends. So <laughs> I'm a little bit biased here. Yeah. Um, but no, she kind of came from a space where she was the original reality TV starlet mm-hmm. and she was one of the first to have this social media presence from a TV show. Yeah. Um, she didn't go in there to get that, where the people I think on Maths Now on Live Island be like, oh, I want to be an influencer, like mm-hmm. I want to get free bikinis. So it's a little bit different then, but she's obviously maintained it for so long and proven that she has this relevance still. So people mm-hmm. want to hear from her. And even if it is a d- Daily Mail writing about her every single day like she's in the media she's newsworthy um, and she has a lot of substance to her so I think again some education to brands sometimes being like here's what she's actually about here's what she actually engages with her audience about but once they're sold they're sold on it is there an active way to rebrand or it's not even a rebrand but a repositioning within media I mean I think it's just being careful of like who you align yourself with Mm -hmm. what causes what events um, and then how you're portraying yourself online every single day Mm -hmm. and with that like consciously in mind you can shift perceptions of you mm-hmm. yeah well if you ever do a stock take uh, on your brand <laughs> yeah like if you just stop should we and go, do it yeah. all now yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean yeah i could think about mine i mean it's probably better for you guys to do it you don't know <laughs> a much. couple of normals a yeah. couple of normals oh. doing it about the talent over here no <laughs> but if you were to so sh- we are all responsible for how people are perceiving us totally. in some respects we're influencing the mm. way we're being sort of taken in by others you've had a rebrand though tj <laughs> have i like even i think jules pointed out like You've gotten like you were, I think, positioned at the start when we started this podcast as the the larrikin dude the or whatever. Limit. Yeah, the loose unit or whatever. <laughs> Is that but, still the case? Well, I think that now nah, I reckon it's moving to. I reckon I'm becoming more like Tommy. Tommy's becoming more like me. So and like I think we're sharing. Well, no, I think that like <laughs> we're like it's a maybe we don't have to always be. Tommy doesn't always have to be the larrikin. Mm, maybe yeah. it's being a dad. You rebrand naturally mm. from being a dad. Yeah, definitely. But I think like the ability to um, to realize, oh, like I'm different. Like Shepherdin, for instance, when yeah. you, when you're in Shepherdin doing the breakfast show, mm. it's not like you're doing, you know. Big into long interviews and all no, that sort of stuff. No, there's a there's a relearning there, but we're we're a product of the people we hang around, and so mm. if like we all develop and we have a chance to change because we actually internally have changed, mm. or we yeah. internally think new Absolutely. things, or we want to go down different paths. But I think my my brand, if you call it, was me actually stepping over the hurdle of working out what the fuck I am about mm. as a person, mm. and so you kind of end up there. And sometimes people land the reality shows, yep. and then they work it out after. Yeah. But there's been this, <laughs> which is so huge. Hard. It's like a big PR push. Yeah, absolutely. When you're 120 yeah. kilos on an elephant, <laughs> and that's could why, you imagine yeah. if I was that? If I'd gone on, what was the the show with the bogans who go overseas? Oh, they do so like the recently the yeah. travel travel logs or mm. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, I've had a current affair a lot on my TV at home. <laughs> why? And, 
I think it's like Brie is pushing back on my YouTube addiction. Okay. So I have I always have YouTube on, specifically this guy named Howard Stern in the US. Yeah. And so Brie always is like, can we watch free-to-air TV? <laughs> and so there's been a lot of Tracy Grimshaw in my life. anti-YouTube. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, the, yeah, there's the 100% the, the push, pushback of that. But um, I don't know what's I don't know what's what worse. the question <laughs> – I don't even know what the question was. There's no happy but, medium there. Yeah, the um, – yeah, what, what the, the Bogans. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so for, from a, uh, a branding, talking about the branding yes. thing, how would you describe your brand? Oh, so this is so hard because <laughs> you bring I hate up your it. whole deck. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> actually, thank you for asking <laughs> yeah. me. Um, <clears throat> no, I think as well because I, I launched in 2015, like I said, and I was 24 when I launched the company. Mm. I launched on my birthday, um, and when's so your birthday? May 18. May 18. Yeah, what star sign is that? I'm a Taurus. Taurus. Very stubborn, headstrong. Mm-hmm. Yep, just like really good at things. Okay. Yep. May 18. And thinks she's good at things. Yeah. That's, I mean, self belief. Yeah. It's, it's in the stars. I can't deny it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's hard because I think back then as well, you care more about like superficial things and you mm. want to be going to like the birdcage and the races mm. and you want to be going to the Porti Polo, which I still do that, but it's like that would give me like all the thrills and yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so cool. I'm hanging yeah. out with this person. I'm amazing. Um, whether now you kind of grow up organically and then grow up in your business where you get more secure in that and you're like, oh, I don't really need to go to that event to have a good business model mm-hmm. and I can just like hang out at home and still be okay. Mm. Um, like for example, we just had the fashion festival Vamp, which is like the Virgin Australian Melbourne Fashion Festival last month. And I just didn't go to any of the shows. Yeah. Where usually I'd be like frothing on that and sitting yeah. front row and getting all the street style photographers. Like, look at my cool outfit. And now I'm like, no, nah, that's cool. We'll do heaps of jobs around it. Like you guys can nail it. You can go and I'll just sit back here and just hang out on the couch at home. That what, seems like the dream. What's yeah. the shift yeah. for you though? Well, that's kind of like my personal brand shift. So now I'm more like. But I think it's an internal shift. It yeah, has but to it be. also Come is reflected when like you are your business and you are your mm-hmm. brand. Um, so I think it's more about the business for me and I can kind of hide behind a management, not hide behind it, but just like have that being at the forefront. Is there f- more fulfillment in that than you saw in going to these events and getting that yeah, sort of totally. spike? Yeah, and I think I've always been really driven in like the business side of things and I've always wanted that kind of career push. So that's like a, a lot of satisfaction out of that, I think. Um, and so that's very much my brand now. Mm. I want to be seen as like the business authority on things as opposed to just being like someone at fun parties. Are there people around you that are saying you're doing a disservice by not going to these events? You need to be at them. You need to be seen. You no, need to do it for your like, clients. Thank God you're not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, actually, thank goodness that doesn't happen. Um, yeah. I think I've got an, enough of an established name in the industry um, and my company name that I don't have to go there all the time. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it definitely was beneficial that I was at like every restaurant opening and every movie premiere. Um, it's like, hey, here's me in the media wall again, like another mm. photo on my Instagram with my hand on my hip. Um, so, yeah, I think it's okay now to kind of take a step back and just be the business. Yeah. There's also like what's cool, you know, when you're young, yeah. it was very much I was in the same space of like I thought, you know, being in all these events with these celebrities is like by association it's cool. But it's like, as you get older, it's like yeah. going from school to, you know, now it's like, Having a business is cool. Having responsibility and, yeah. you know, Having showing up. Having a mortgage up. is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, it, it does change, right? Yeah. It's like what's cool at once is not now, now cool at all. And I think it's all. still cool. And, like, I don't want to be, like, really taking advantage of it and taking it for granted and thinking that 
yeah, it's nothing anymore. Like it's still really cool. Mm. Those events are awesome. And but so are I'm, couches. Yeah, couches, couches are yeah. cool. Best. Are comfy. Yeah. Have you got a good couch? We have a really good couch. Yeah. yeah. I haven't invested in a good couch yet. I'm sort of like at the sub thousand dollar couch. We're yeah. waiting oh, you've for got like. You've got to invest in a good couch. Yeah. Yeah. What's an investment? What well, do we have to make it? Well, I think like a good couch is probably around the five thousand dollar mark. Yeah. Gee. We we hit around the three k mark. Yeah. But again, like hustler story, they delivered the wrong coloured legs for us. And so Bullshit. Like, and yeah, so I bull- called them up and I'm like, what do you Complete mean? Complete refund. Well, we got like half the money back because Amazing. of like the inconvenience. We had to wait like two and a half weeks at the right legs. They, were, they still had the legs, just were not yeah. the right colour. Um, and my boyfriend's just like mortified. He's like, stop yeah. calling them. Yeah. Stop, it's yeah. okay. It's fine. I'm like, it's not okay. We paid for this. We requested mm. it. And we got like all this money back. So yeah. it's Both of you two, painting the asses. No, well, yeah. no, well I think Brie is more like that. My girlfriend, like she's at the moment like. Uh, having it out with our property manager. What yeah. for? What do you want? Well, because um, the air con- we asked about the aircon hasn't been working. Like one- we've got three aircons, just one of the rooms isn't working. Who needs and then, three aircons? I know it's a small apartment. We don't need it. No. So one of the aircons isn't working, and one of the cupboards just flings open a little bit, and that was there at the start. And we Uh-oh. mentioned yeah. it hasn't been fixed, but um, it all came to a head uh, this morning because. When you vacated. <laughs> yeah. No, well, Brie, Brie has been like, she's like, I can't believe it. Like someone's meant to come out on Wednesday and no one's yeah. coming out or whatever. But it just feel at the same time, I feel like there's a lot of energy that's yeah. put into that from Brie's end where I'm just like, can we just like, if you, if you imagine like mornings uh, for like gratitude and meditation or oh, something, no. that's one end of the spectrum. <laughs> and then there's like a big fuck you to the property manager. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like there's diminishing returns yeah. at the end. But I understand that it's not like – it doesn't bother me that much. Mm. you got to get the win though. Like I'm always yeah. about the win. Yeah. I'm like how can I dominate the situation to get the result that I want yeah. and I'll put all my energy in this. And mm-hmm. everyone always teases me because like you have so many things to worry about yeah, and you're yeah. so busy and this is what you're doing I mean, with your what, time. What is – I mean outside of the chair legs, uh, what's a <laughs> worry as a business owner for you? Because I think we all have them in yeah. some in different ways. I mean I think – Everyone's like, oh, what happens if Instagram dies tomorrow? Like, you'll be out yeah. of a job. Um, which what if you die tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, shut up, Susan. Um, so, yeah, I think you have to just trust the industry in that um, we look at the trends and it's been just, like, doubling every single year yeah. for the last four years, which is awesome. And our peak period is kind of, like, oh, September until June, which is most of the year is peak season. Yeah. Because yeah. um, of, like, key calendar events. We've got, like, Spring Racing Carnival and Christmas mm-hmm. um, and Mother's Day and everything like that and the fashion festivals. So I think just trusting that the, the work will come in as well as we proactively pitch for it and it will also land in our lap a little bit. Mm. So I think there is a bit of worry there sometimes. Like, are we having a quiet month? What's going to mm-hmm. happen? Like, what if we don't make as much? But, yeah, it's been really great. Well, is this a pattern that's happened? Like I know for Josh and I, we can get in this moment where we're just, okay, work, we need more, we're like blah, blah, blah. We sort of get, get a bit anxious about it. We get it all out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we get calls. Yeah, totally. But it's like that's the pattern that I've realised mm. and I know I've done it when I had my own business. Is that a similar yeah. thing for you? I think you can push and push but unless people are ready to give you those campaign jobs, it doesn't make any difference. Mm. So as long as we're like top of mind to them, there's definitely a lot of proactive work that happens just to be considered for a lot of work. But also they'll be like, yeah, we'll talk to you when we're ready. Like, Jen, we know yeah. that you exist. It's okay. Like, calm down. We'll you come have, to you. We want these balls up in the air. And I think yeah. that's the, what you sign up for as a business owner, right? Totally. And like having staff, it is stressful. You've got to pay their wages and their super and you've got costs of rent and equipment and everything. Um, so there's definitely like hard costs to consider, but I'm less stressed now than I was when I started for sure. Mm. Was it a big jump for you getting an office space? 
Yeah, I used to work from home and that was mm. just, it was the best slash the worst. Yeah. Like I was the person that like, you know, when Game of Thrones came out like 11 a.m. on a Tuesday, yeah. I was like, perfect, here we go. Like yeah. I'd watch it straight away. The couch legs aren't perfect, but I'll deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. But that was more like from my bed even. I was <laughs> like, why leave? I'm already here, the laptop's fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I worked from home a lot and it wasn't super productive. Mm-hmm. And then go to like a cafe sometimes. It's like, wow, I got a lot of work done there. Yeah. So I do love the office for that and kind of walk, walking in there, having meeting spaces and stuff. It's a, a lot better than my home. Yeah. Do you like nostalgia? Do you get nostalgic about things? I mean, yeah, I think we all do a little mm-hmm. bit, being yeah. like a 90s baby. Yeah, because t- Tommy's not really into talking about school. He hated oh, school. I love talking is about it, school. Is it an 88 thing? I'm, I'm in the 80s. I've guys. actually no, been like waiting to bring up the, the enter score, sorry, the HR thing. Yeah, yeah. How, did, how did you go? Oh, really well. How, like did how you? Well? So I actually understand this gag. Like I really feel for you because my parents told me to take my enter score off the fridge. <laughs> they were like, "Honey, we're so proud of you, but it's January." Like come January on. That, of the like two years later. I yeah. feel like January is not that long. Well, I got like I a forty something. Um, what did What did you get? Well, it's embarrassing to say it because like it's ten years ago, but like ninety eight point five five. Ninety eight point five five. Although, guys, the thing though, my sister got ninety nine point two five. So you wow, can, I know it's so annoying. Hard. It's the two of us. Oh, yeah. I also won the humanities prize. And, Stop it. And Z- what did Zara get? Uh, yeah, Zara and Michelle both got in ninety yeah, somethings. Yeah, well, wow. I want to know what they got now. Well, they, used to have it, they had it on their LinkedIn, and I did a really? LinkedIn stalk, and then they took that's it down. That's lame. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's why. Yeah, that's why they need a brand, like a rebranding yeah. for that. You were telling us before, though, that at the age of fifteen, <laughs> you were in some form of troupe. I can just imagine, like you know, in South Korea, they have the big like <laughs> dancing yeah. troops. Yeah, and they're, all they're forced the to do it, mate, or they get killed. No, that's North Korea. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I get confused too. Yeah, North and South, mm. you know. No, so it's kind of like a little past life. People don't really know this about me, but when I explain it, they're like, we are not surprised. Yeah. Um, so I did a lot of like performing arts and musical theatre growing up and I was also dance captain in year 12. It's fine. Um, and I did like the Young Australian Broadway Chorus, YABC for those playing at home. And so when I was 15, I like toured America with YABC. We toured this musical across the States and like performed at Disney World in Orlando, Florida. What was the musical? It was called The Silver Donkey. <laughs> who it was the were you the silver donkey or no 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 you but um rhiannon fish was the lead and she then went on to do like home and away and she was on dancing yeah. with the stars and now she's in a tv show in the states so mm. i'm like pretty Amazing. good caliber of people how and long was <coughs> the the whole tour i think it was three weeks yeah yeah so i missed a week of school which is pretty wild and it did um, nothing but cost your parents a shitload of money yeah, well, I how mean, does it great for my exposure. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, these are the investments parents yeah. have to make. I, yeah. went, I went to a Pavo school, so we didn't have, oh, um, so we didn't get to go to the school spectacular thing. Oh yeah, were you one of those schools? Did no, you do school spectacular? We didn't do the school spectacular. We did our own performing arts festival called PAF at Rod Laver. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fireworks coming up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but it was pretty fun. We all had like our house dance competitions, and we won a few of them. Um, and then obviously, I was robbed one year. I didn't win, <laughs> and it was described to me one of the teachers. Just was like, oh, sorry, Jenna. It's a bit like quicksand. They were just all sucking you down with them. I'm like, well, <laughs> I know it's a group activity. It's only That's one star. What was what was uh, university like? Are you a te- do you think you're a team player, or are you more of an individual? Oh, see, uni was hard because I already had a full time job in PR. Mm-hmm. 
So I started working in PR when I was 18. I went straight from school into this internship um, and I did like really menial tasks. In the beginning, I was like packing up press kits and getting coffee and stuff. Mm. And then they got me to help out with some copywriting and were like, oh, you're not half bad. And they got me back to do more days of the week and everything. So I kind of um, evolved into doing part-time work there during my degree at RMIT. And then I was working like full-time and people on annual leave. Mm. And so I kind of didn't care about uni that much. Yeah. So they'd be in a class like, oh, here's how you write a media release. And I'm like, yeah, mm. duh. <laughs> I know. So it was it was kind of hard. I didn't do as well at uni, which mm. is like tough for my parents. But you finished? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, see, Mr. 97. Um, it lasted three months. What do you mean? <laughs> was it three months or two months? How long did you last? One uh, month? No, six months. But oh, then he took, the, he took the internship with us. Uh, just a biz, plain business degree. Okay. Yeah. It's, well, a, it's yeah. a similar route. He took the internship. Now he works full time with us. Yeah. So oh, nice one. Yeah. But uh, when, you're hi- when you're hiring people, what, yeah. it, what, what are you looking for? Oh my gosh, staff are really hard. Mm. It's it's tricky because the skill set isn't always like on paper what it's going to be. Mm. And, you know, I came from a PR background, but some people who come from that PR background aren't that kind of like hustling, savvy sales that there we need. There is really two types of PR, isn't there? Yeah. Like it's actually like PR can make me cringe in some regards mm-hmm. and then you have the – like I almost feel like what you're doing, you can't even call PR anymore. Totally. It has so many sort of – you just – I remember one PR person said, I just do the rah-rah. I'm just the rah-rah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you are just the rah-rah. But I don't mm. think that that's what you need to do yeah. in this day and age. You can't just be rah-rah. And there's a lot of just like, oh, we'll throw an event and invite some models down and like, yeah. ta-da, yeah. we've launched your brand. So yeah. we did a lot more like the strategy and the media pitching and we um, did a lot of like media for meals, which is a familiarisation trip to like hotels. I worked yeah. for a lot of luxury hotels and I actually hosted one of the first like Instameet is what it was called. Um, I think I was like 23 or 22 mm. maybe. I went to Bali and it was just me by myself with this five-star resort chain and we had like Lindy Klim, Nadia Bartel, Tully was there. Um, so all these kind of celebrities and I was like, hi, I'm welcome to Bali. Please Instagram this hotel. Yeah. And that was kind of our job. So mm. it was, yeah, really integrated with like old school print media and social media as well. What the the degrees now that you can get at the university, like the PR degrees, how much do you think they're relevant? Because I th- know that was Mr. 97's annoyance is that mm. a marketing degree is taught by old school heads that have no idea about the new yeah. age, the new media space. I mean, that's why RMIT is good because they're all actually in the industry and they actually mm. are doing stuff in real time. They're yeah. not just like, oh, 20 years ago I wrote a media release. Um, so, yeah, look, I think it's nice to have the piece of paper. I'm glad I've got the piece of paper. But that being said the fact that I had the experience got me where I am. Do you look for the piece of paper in hiring people? Uh, not really. No. So maybe I'm a hypocrite. Um, oh, I think I just want someone that's quite savvy and knows mm. the industry and knows the trends. Um, so they're like following lots of influences and they can see what's cool and what's coming up. Um, that's more important to me than someone that's like, oh, I did like 75 masters. Mm. There's an intuitive nature to Yeah, totally. what you're yeah. looking for. I might just be cool. Be yeah. cool, have your finger on the pulse. <laughs> that's it. What's, yeah. what's your relationship with free shit? Do you... Uh, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> we all do. Is, yeah. I mean, is there being something like... Because I know that, you know, brands can send people things all the time. Yeah. And it's not necessarily expected that they say something about it or whatever. But it's a nice, nice to have. I know Brie working at a chocolate business, it's like she knows that there's people who have influence or not even yeah, have influence, but... Uh, People that she just likes who she thinks will like the brand. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily matter whether, like, she never has the expectation that it's going to be posted about. Mm. And that's what's, like, quite weird because it's like mm. she's talking later in the week to some people about, like, how she does it. And it's like, well, you just sort of, like, 
have to be friends with people yeah, totally. and give people things and not expect anything. Yeah, and she actually sent some stuff to mm. our office yeah. after I stalked her and uh-huh. where she worked. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, oh, why we have the random package mm. from this company for the Real Dads of Melbourne? Yeah. And then we give it to them and I'm like, you don't have to post anything and they're not paying us. Yeah. Um, and they did anyway, of course. Yeah. So mm. it's kind of hard. It's If it's a good alignment, you can send free stuff and get free coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually just say like, look, they're so busy and they have so much sponsored content to shoot as well. Mm. We can't guarantee if you're just going to send us a gift that we'll yeah. post it. Um, so yeah, a lot of brands, if they want specific exposure they'll just like mm. cool just fork out the money well, well chocolate brands are so good because they're experiential right so brie speaking the, the, to people who are like they might have a digital product mm. it's like really fucking hard if you've got yeah, an to app share. To yeah share I mean, the hard thing is it's like so good the chocolate you could eat it before you post about it <laughs> yeah, exactly. you still have yeah. the good looking but there's box. no expectation i remember holden contacted me and i did this whole i used to have a blog called melbourne geek oh, okay and um I finished it in like 2012 and then two years ago, so it would have been 2017, mm-hmm. they contacted me and said, hey, we want to um, send you to um, the Yarra Valley and to do like content. Sure. I was like, hey, I haven't posted on here <laughs> in but like I'll years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, if you just post on Instagram. Wow. Like that, I've got like I had yeah. no following at the time. <laughs> it was just – it was a bit of a – it felt like – it just felt like a bit of a joke from hey, my yeah. point of view. Don't, do, don't beat yourself up. They needed to spend that but cash. It was a weird thing. Do you remember it, how yeah. weird it was? It was bloody Me weird. Explaining, I mean, you like were very vague on the details. Because I, I was vague <laughs> on the details. I had no idea what was going on. And also a car company sending me to a vineyard, like yeah. on a tour. The, um, was drinking uh, and driving. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not ideal. There's like that sort of – Thank you, Holden, by the way. The Astra, <laughs> beautiful car. <laughs> very good. Um, Send some more. Yeah. Um, Frank Body are a business that built – themselves around that sort mm-hmm. of sending out free stuff. Yeah. Is that is that on its way out in terms of the model of how Frank Body I mean it depends who they're targeting. It. Like they, mm. they do pay our influencers because yeah. they're not going to get cut through to them for free. Like it's not enough for a twenty dollar body scrub no matter how good it is. And so I think they recognise that they can send it out to some talent who will just mm. be like, Cool, I love free stuff. Like yeah. thank you so much. Um and then our kind of more higher end top tier people they require payments so yeah. yeah the brands are recognizing no matter how cool you are no matter how much of like a cult status that they have they yeah. need to pay i think you're in a great sort of vantage point to see what works from a branding perspective mm. as far as a product and and what user generated content will actually come from it and then seeing what influencers will do and what mm. are willing to do are you have yeah. you got your eyes on like creating some kind of product or you know offering some kind of product in the future interesting you say that i haven't been very public about this but i kind of over christmas i took two weeks off it sounds like an exclusive exclusive. so we're just gonna get a quiet can we get like a a vertical video of just yeah this is all genevieve on it okay here we go Um, no so i had two weeks off over christmas so i'm like cool i'm gonna start a second business because what's time off how boring (laughs) so i launched like this little jewelry label with my partner and it's just like you know everyone's wearing those hair clips at the moment um that's my brand oh great yeah so i got all my talent to wear it i just like giving them some free stuff and being like hey no pressure if you like it wear it don't mm-hmm. worry about it um and they all kind of wore it to the fashion festival and the shameless girls wore it to their live shows and it's been everywhere and it's really funny to see like the real impact from that mm-hmm. um of them just posting about it really organically like even in an instagram story q a just being like oh what are your favorite jewelry products they're like oh create a jewelry that's yeah. the name go follow it <laughs> um, create a jewelry yeah yeah great um and so from that, we got like 300 follows instantly. And, you know, all these sales or like Tully did an unboxing of these two products and they sold those exact two products in five minutes time. Amazing. So it's kind of cool to see that mm. real life case study. Mm. Um, but it's something like a little passion project for me. Like yeah. I think it, 
But I think it makes you a better manager though. It makes yeah. you a, a better marketer. You're understanding yeah. the landscape more. Totally. And I think down the track we'd love to do it for our influencers, like giving them a product range that they can own and push as well, mm. um, which some talent have done in their own, um, like a Steph Quest Smith kind of has her own mm. brands mm. as well as Keep It Cleaner. So it's, yeah, it's almost a little trial and error that we'll do it for me first and see how it goes and do it for them down the track. The idea of taking, getting stuff for free from brands, it's a bit of a, bit of a paradox as well in regards to uh, when you – having influence means suggesting things that you believe in, not just when you're getting paid. For sure. So like Zoe Foster-Blake I think is a great example of that where she has built a business based on recommendations of things that she loves and you can tell that like 99% of the things that she's posting about she's not getting paid yeah. for – it, their book recommendations, whatever it is, but that then gives her that 1% of clout where it's like she's influencing the purchase decision yeah. for people to then when she does have a right branding deal can do that. Is that a balance where it's like, okay, you need to not just be posting about shit you're getting paid for, we need to have organic content as well? Yeah, definitely. And we say no to so many jobs that come in. Mm-hmm. We get so many really questionable things or things just aren't right. Like, for example, Tully doesn't drink coffee. So mm-hmm. when someone's like, oh, Makona wants to work with you, she's like, I don't drink coffee, I'm not mm-hmm. going to do that. And, yeah, it definitely helps them when they do flog something. I shouldn't say flog. When they do promote something <laughs> authentically, mm-hmm. um, it gives them more, like, gravitas then. Mm-hmm. Um, but... We definitely think even more in the family space, like our family talent, they have to share like every bit of their life because they get criticised quite a lot for putting their kids in photos and, mm-hmm. you know, monetizing their children. So, but if they're posting every single thing about them, then mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to believe their recommendations because it is authentic and it is true. And if they share everything and they happen to be at a certain activation wearing something that day, yeah. it's believable. Do you have a certain filter set that you use around with a certain talent that you have around they're not going to accept things based on maybe it's like ethical stuff. So it's like, oh, it's got to be vegan or it's got to be this or it's yeah, got to be totally. that. Yeah, totally. And I think it's very case by case. Like mm. some people are like, hey, this is my full-time job. I want to make bank. Mm-hmm. That's what my prerogative is. Other people want to do, like they won't do fast fashion brands um, or other people want to do really ethical things as well. So it is a real mix there. And we have a couple of vegans and stuff. Um, so they won't do as many like leather brands, for example. So yeah, it's very case by case yeah. um, and we can't have like a blanket rule for everybody mm. because everyone has different stances on things. Do you have any uh, experience in crisis comms? Oh my gosh, yes. Well, I used to work um, for... We've got a situation with Mr. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. What we need We're help with. Right, what's the brief? What can <laughs> exactly. I do to help? Yeah, I mean, yeah, what is the... Because I guess that's part of it when you're dealing with a bunch of talent, things can sometimes go wrong even... Things could happen with brands that then negatively affect. Oh my gosh, your all the time. Yeah. yeah, I'm putting out fires constantly, and that's just like part of the job, and it mm-hmm. keeps it exciting, but also keeps me so tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and even my background, like when I was working for this hotel chain, um, like someone got murdered at the hotel, and I was the first person that they called, and they were like, "Hi, can you give us a comment on this person?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't think that's that's what mm-hmm. I should be doing." Yeah. Imagine um, the team working at the Hollywood, uh, the Beverly Hills Hotel. Like, imagine that. Yeah, yeah. totally. On the ground American team that are just living in LA, yeah. wanting to go to work and next minute there's a boycott in their hotel yeah exactly so that was like crisis comms like on steroids yeah, and then yeah. so now in comparison to that it's a lot easier it's like oh someone's got like a naughty photo circulating or someone did like an interesting instagram story like drinking in a car and that they weren't drinking and driving but it looked like that so mm. there's always things to be like monitoring um mm. and it's hard because it's their personalities and it's what they're sharing they're sharing so much if they yeah. share the wrong thing it does happen sometimes we have to be ready for that do you reckon the general public us normals do we <laughs> lack do we lack uh, empathy 
for yes, 100%. social media people yeah. and talent. And a friend of mine was actually saying that she went to message like an Insta- influencer's photo to her friend and w- wrote a mean comment but accidentally sent it to the influencer. Oh, no. And she was telling me this story like, how funny I said foot face and I sent it to the influencer and she replied like, thanks for your feedback. But her stance was like, what a bitch for her replying to me. I'm like, you just called her a foot <laughs> face. I'm like, that's so mean. Why would yeah. you call anyone that? Why would you put that in writing even if you do think it? Um, and so... Something like that I would just never do because I know them personally. What, what requires it to be a foot face, foot I wonder? Face. Like how <laughs> foot like in foot. a narrow face, unless they've got toes on their head, I feel like yeah. it's a, I don't it's a think bad. That they did. Yeah. yeah. No, it's really toe. odd. Yeah. Well, I think it is like social media, I have retired from it. Yes. Uh, and part of the reason is because I know that I was all of a sudden, I'd feel negatively towards people that I actually yeah. like. And I'm just like, you know what, in the social media world, you're a bit of a fucking pain in the ass. But I had to mm. re- reflect and be like, oh, that's on me totally. for my interpretation of it. And so I was like, I'm better off being off it. And if you're in it, you have more empathy because you see how hard they work and you see mm-hmm. that they're really nice people. But yep. I do get that they can be so fucking annoying yeah. on the outside. Mm. And I'm sure I've lost plenty of followers and I'm posting. I'm like, I'm in the AFR today. And like, here's me doing a speaking in a, in a podcast or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And like, people don't want to say that. They're like, shut up. How annoying. Um, and I've unfollowed a lot of people as well for like mm-hmm. my mental health. Yeah. Like I got super competitive. And so I was following like all my competitors and everyone mm-hmm. in the industry. And it just wasn't like healthy for me. So I unfollowed it and now it's my employee's job to do that competitor analysis. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the problem. Why so else when do you you're have in staff, right? Well, Seriously. Yeah. Well, when you're in the business of it, you can easily say this is competitor analysis versus hate following. Yeah, right? totally. And it's like this, it's, it's pretty, pretty Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm going to look yeah. at every single yeah. thing. That you and post. I've got a spreadsheet, so yeah. it's business. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people lead with the negative. I mean, you can, it's like a trigger. Where does it come from, do you think? Is it well, that? Yeah, the we, whole like we're not enough. It mm. makes us feel something when we look at someone and then have a negative spin on it. Like, I mean, you're seeing negative articles writ- yeah. written that are sort of talking about different issues happening and it's, and they're juicy and they're yeah. interesting. Mm. And it's like we, we have this news filter of going, where's the headline in this mm. that is sort of with a negative spin? Well, we tell stories, I think, as well about different people in our own heads, but then we also – we try and say, oh, this is what I think of their truth is, but I think yeah. that they're actually doing X, Y, and Z. Like my favourite thing to do is to look at that and say they're posting this, mm. but I can see a little bit of sadness in their <laughs> eyes. I mean, you know? Josh, is not, yeah. Josh is not the ideal person for you to manage <laughs> based on he has no getting off yeah. social media. Mm. Mm. What's your thoughts around your talent, your you know, mm-hmm. influences and their relationship with the thing that is – your business, you know, yeah. like it's a... I mean, they have to like respect the process and not bite the hand that feeds you, I think. If mm. they come out and like it's such an ugly place, like everyone's so negative in social media, but here's me with Bondi Boost shampoo. Like mm. it's a balance there, I think. But a lot of them are really great about it and they understand that it is what they do full time. It's their job and they need to respect it and respect what they're posting for the brands as well and their mm. own personal brand. Um, and then for us, if we're selling them out there, they need to yeah, be like, I guess... It's hard to explain. They have to just be cooperating with us mm. and making sure that they're not going rogue and going crazy, even if they want to. We've yeah. all to be in the same team. As a mother hen, is there, are these conversations you were having? You know, yeah, you, totally. Yeah. yeah, and some of them, I'm like, I know that you think it's funny to post that, but it's not, and it's going to affect what we're selling in for you, and it's going to affect the jobs that you get. Mm. And some of them are just young; they don't realize it. Mm. Or like, we had someone who is an ambassador at the races get a little bit too tipsy, and I'm like, I get it; it's really fun, and there's expensive mm. champagne that you're getting for free. Like, how good? But at the same 
time, you're a brand ambassador being interviewed by Elle magazine, like hold it together. Mm. So there's a lot of that as well that they need to kind of keep in mind it's work and they do forget that sometimes and it'd be so easy to forget it. Yeah. How do you talk to your team and also all the talent? Do you have like a Slack channel or something or like? Oh, we have like a whole lot of group texts. Yeah. Yeah. We like SMS a lot. Yes. Um, so even Yeah. iMessage. Yeah. yeah. They're running Android so or something. <laughs> SMS. <laughs> yeah. Are you really green bubbling it? Is it all green Sometimes, bubbles? No, some of my like um, family talent in like the 40 plus, they green bubble me. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. No, but they're just currently working out what the fuck a green bubble is. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get it. Yeah. No, it only affects us on our side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got a green bubble over here, yeah. Mr. 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. change that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we That's tip to. number one, yeah. being an influencer. Yeah. yeah, blue bubble, blue bubble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blue bubble management. That's my new company. Oh, uh, that I is like actually it. Uh, putting your name in your uh, your business. Yeah. Was that an easy decision? Did you, like how much We're strategy like goes syllables. into? Yeah. It's like gender, v, then day. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, day so, is great. Right? Day. Snappy. You don't yeah. forget it. Yeah. Although everyone's like, oh, do you work at night time? <laughs> oh, really? It's the worst. It's um, a good filter of who all, you don't want to work yeah. with. <laughs> There's not many. Like I don't think all last names work no. within a business. I'm very lucky. Yeah, but I don't think j- jacket productions. It Ooh. sounds a bit serious. Are you making jacket? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, ah, yeah exactly. Don't yeah. like it. Yeah, no, I don't like it. It's not ideal. Uh, it's hard because it's like, it's G'day, my name. Like my YouTube jumper was like G'day. G'day. And G'day. so everyone's like, oh, oh it like should be that. like G'day management. I'm like, I like oh, that. Too it's too, us- yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely has that vibe. Has there been any learning with, say, Shameless, for instance, mm-hmm. Michelle and Zara, they are commoditizing their thoughts and ideas mm-hmm. and they're commentating on different things in the world which is slightly different to say other talent that are on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, super different. So what what do you need to do as a manager of that? Like what do you see your responsibility? How much coaching or conversations are had around that we stuff? We have a lot of a lot of group chat the three mm-hmm. of us actually. Um blue bubbles. Just, yeah, a lot of blue bubbles in yeah. there. <laughs> cool. Um it's always just kind of how do we walk the line? Like what mm-hmm. can we sell and when do we draw the line to not sell so much to that audience? Or like mm-hmm. how do we phrase this in a way that's still encouraging the community without always just like promoting a brand to mm-hmm. them? And so we just have a lot of conversations about it. And even like last week I'm like, hey they want to do this in the podcast and you know, kind of have some influence over the questions you ask your guests. Mm-hmm. And the girls are like, no, nope, that's too much. That's yeah. that's going to kind of jeopardise everything we've built. Yeah. So I'm like, cool, no worries, we won't do it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think, again, that's interesting. not being afraid to, to yeah. say no to things because it's not quite right yeah. means in the long term we'll have more longevity and mm-hmm. more partnerships to come. Yeah, that idea of brands, you know, putting in questions and shit, that's pretty mm. – yeah. yeah, it's it's hard, isn't it? It's mm. so hard and it's because, like, they have a massive audience because they are authentic and real about it. So mm-hmm. to then come in now and change everything, yeah. they just lose it. Well, there's the, I, I've always thought, like, you know, the the what I want my relationship with brands who are paying me to do something <laughs> to be <laughs> yeah. is here's the money, yeah. you go and do what you want. Totally. But that doesn't come straight away. So is there a time where you are actually s- saying yes to stuff that's like, oh, usually wouldn't but we need to build here your oh. management ha- hats on is like no we need to do this well, it's so hard to s- i reckon that's a, a hard one to say right because you're building an authentic or you're trying to build mm. an audience on authenticity mm. it's probably a spectrum right yeah because there's this what you're describing tj sounds like sell there's the sellout and then there's the fucking like 
But it's also building it. You don't have you if you want a brand deal. You mm. here's our requirements. Yeah. Not the luxury isn't always. There's the there. aspirational, and then yeah. there's of like course, the yeah. And then there's probably like the middle where. And it's some like people want to sell out. Some people are like, don't care, want the cash. Yeah. That's yeah. Ash Williams. And yeah. they're my favorite type of people. So I'm like, yes, commission. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's a little bit different in that sense, but. Mm. Yeah, I think we give them the question all the time. We're never going to be like, you have to promote this blue ribbon ice cream. Like, here, the brief's already signed. You have to do it. Mm. It's more like, hey, here's what they want from you. Here's how we could maybe make it work. Is it a bit left of centre? Is it too far? Can we do it? Maybe not. Mm. Do you or think that case, yes. the Daily Talk Show, do you think we're brand friendly or do you think it like because we, we're not is that play- really why i'm here yeah like, exactly this sign. is the this is please size <laughs> no, I'm, I'm curious as to like what the outside perspective is in regards to this this type of thing are there certain things that you like this is brand friendly this is not us saying fuck a lot in the show does that actually is it it does actually impact things yeah yeah i got told off well not me but i got told from a brand that one of our audiences, the talent's audiences, they swear too mm. much. And that in the comments, the audience swear too much. Mm. And I'm like, we can't control that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's all this like language stuff and it was a big company, it was global and they're like, we just can't risk it. It's, yeah. it's just too too crazy, too much liability there. <laughs> too much liability. I think we would have too much liability. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. But then yeah. some people love that. Like, oh, they're so real. They use mm-hmm. like naughty language. Yeah. And yeah. so is there are there things within, say, podcasts or media brands where it's just like how do you become brand friendly what are the do you need to be because the where we're not brand friendly we don't necessarily like communicate what well, the show is instagram. yeah we don't well yeah. i don't Josh personally have instagram mm. the what we don't necessarily have a great way of describing what we are as a show maybe okay do you want to like um, brainstorm it now yeah we could we can always but <laughs> what are some of those things what are some of the key things that you need to do to play in yeah i think you have game? a really clear audience of who you're talking to and mm-hmm. your target market for that and then match it up with the brand's target market so if you're selling um i don't know selling to dudes what is your mm-hmm. audience split um i think like the podcast stuff is harder to say but on YouTube it says we're 100% male. But Ooh. that's that's because it's such a small... Um, mm. uh, I think we have quite a big amount. female audience on our podcast yeah. stream. I think part that? of it is uh, for, it's like psychographics rather than demographics. I think yeah. the, the types of people are uh, people who are free-thinking, who have creative businesses, totally. who... Uh, they know, they work on their own, yeah. that type of thing. Young millennials kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you have to match that up with the same type of brands that target mm-hmm. that same audience and yeah. that's how you make it kind of consumer-friendly because yeah. it's talking the same messaging. Um, and then you guys do fun things like your Fat Friday mm-hmm. that's so easily sold. Yeah. Um, and so little like gimmicks like that mm-hmm. that really makes it easy to explain what you're doing and the whole message behind it, that makes it really easy to sell. What do you think about uh, young people who want to become – influencers as a job or yep. YouTubers. I get so many emails from them too. It's the new thing. You know? Yeah. When we were young, it was, what do you want to be? Famous. Mm. Now I want to be on Nickelodeon. Now it's, yes. I want to be a YouTuber. Yeah. I want to be a gamer. Yeah. That's yeah. what kids are saying. I get a lot of emails from kids that are like 15, 16. They have like 2,000 followers. Like, okay, I want you to be my manager. Like, you're going to be You've my agent. <laughs> and I'm like, hi, if I have more followers than you, you yeah. got some work to do. Because <laughs> um, I don't have very many with the joke there. Um, yeah. So, I yeah, it. I think it's really interesting that they all want that, but mm. they're not really – they don't know how to put the work in. So maybe they'll open, like, a school for influencers or something. Well, I mean, this is your entrepreneurial hat on. He's, yeah. I mean, it's like um, Josh gets to an old business of his hundreds a year – uh, yeah, people CVs, like just mm. people reaching out, but th- and it's like we look at that and think there is something to assist them in some way. Yeah. If, we, if you can't hire all of them, you can't manage all of them. No, there's a piece of work that needs to be done. They'll find their journey. Something like tribe, maybe, maybe that's what tribe. Like it's for the 
not everyone like because that is a I guess a platform that allows people to sort of it's for the normals yeah it is yeah. it is for the normals in like everyone's got well, micro like, influence yeah 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 that's what they're tapping well, into I wrote like nine tenths of an ebook about this mm-hmm. and then nine just like haven't touched it for a year nine tenths is a lot one. I know I got so close if it's if it was a hundred pages you wrote ninety yeah it wasn't a hundred pages though <laughs> it might have been ten what's it why is that funny Mister Ninety Seven no, I was just thinking about the uh, the promise you made Josh ah. Yes, I'm, 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 I've got a promise to rewrite Seth Godin, who's the, the author Tommy mentioned. You love him. Yeah, he's enti- we went to New York and interviewed him and he was my idol. Oh, and wow. so it was like a very big mm. deal. Um, he's big in like the marketing deal. sort of space. But anyway, yeah, I've got, I need to rewrite his book. That's another thing. But anyway, so you got <laughs> through the e-book, so it's not 90% done. Yeah, and it's kind of for those people who are like, I want to be an influencer, I want to be Instagram famous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really basic, like, well, how do you do a media kit? How do you mm-hmm. price what you're doing? And here's how you approach a brand rather than just being like, give me free stuff and pay me, mm-hmm. trying to like solve a problem for them. It's like, oh, I understand that Fashion Week's coming up. I'd love to profile your brand in this amazing opportunity. So just that kind of like language tips, how you – pitch yourself and yeah. yeah be a bit more savvy about it but i just never released it or finished what's it. the biggest mistake that people are making in the space do you think oh there's so many yeah. <laughs> no i think that yeah selling out is a big one it's hard mm-hmm. to come back from that yeah. um and if you go too far one end of the spectrum you can't really get that authenticity back um and the trust from your audience is really valuable so if you lose that it's gone um and i think what would selling out look like is me wearing Itch Pig, which is the yeah. brand yesterday that I got, I got this jumper for How free. How can they get a plug? You would yeah. have to make money to be selling out. Yes. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. that's the main thing. Or, yeah, that's like just selling your soul. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so what is the uh, – what, what would what would be an example oh, of selling I kind of see it as the people that hold up a product next to their face and do the selfie with like oh, a really yeah. random, I don't mm-hmm. know, something that doesn't really make sense and it next to your face. And they're like, I love this product. What's, then, what's yeah. crazy is like it blends in now. Like there is no. so much of that that is like, ah, oh, fucking, I don't even register it. I just keep f- scrolling. Yeah, and people get so mad about that. <laughs> They're like, oh, there's so many ads now. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like a magazine. Though. There's always been ads in a magazine. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can choose to engage with it or you can choose to unfollow it, whatever. Well, in that AFR article, uh, Facebook mm-hmm. is saying that there is no algorithm. <laughs> there's no change. Is that change. what they said? They were saying there wasn't, what? wasn't weren't they saying? Um, was I it in that? Re- you read the right article. Maybe but I was reading another one, but Instagram <laughs> have literally said uh, there's no algorithm. There's no there's no change. There's, what everyone thinks is the change hasn't been a change. Well, there's a cha- there was a change in regards to adding an algorithm. What people loved about Instagram was it was this free feed of everyone yeah, that you followed, yeah. which we thought it was. Well, it yeah. was, and it was for a bunch of time. But I guess the the risk is that there's like there's a number that when you follow over a certain amount of people, it just becomes too much, which I think is a bit of bullshit because I feel like we can self manage, right? We we can yeah. unfollow people totally. and curate that sort of thing. But, yeah, it is a um, – from an advertising perspective, I mm. guess it's it's a lot stickier when it's – and there's a lot more FOMO built if you're like, I don't actually know mm. where this feed – if I knew that if I scrolled, I'm like, I'm at 10 a.m. Yeah. this morning or whatever, I know I've reached that amount versus – I could be scrolling and see something. Refreshing yeah. every like five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. which we all do. What's the yeah, influence? I still do it. I'm <laughs> on the, this is the problem. I'm on the daily talk show. Oh, okay. So he Instagram. Yeah. Oh. And so I have gone so hard on that. And yeah. so my Instagram is, time is the, the highest it's just ever just been. That. Okay. Uh, as an influencer, I fucking lost my question. Uh-oh. Not brand friendly. That's Not okay. Brand. Yeah, Damn I'll it. media train you. It's fine. Yeah, That's I need it. it. And you what's your, what is your relationship with your phone? Oh, look, 
It's the whole like the screen time mm. app. I need to delete that. I wasn't updating my <laughs> iOS software for that very reason. Yeah. Like, oh, what's your screen time? I'm like, I do not want to know that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's high. Yeah. It's really high. That's a way around it. It's like you can either delete the apps they're taking the time or delete, yeah. delete screen time. Screen time and yeah, I'm like, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I got my question, guys. Okay. okay. Um, influencers, <laughs> how much? Just be, just be cool about how it. How much <laughs> does. I just don't want to fucking lose Is it again it from you interrupting me. Jeez, they're both interrupting me. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> don't panic. Very similar. <laughs> don't panic. So influence. <laughs> fucking panic. Uh, influencers spending time because they think it's now business. It is their business. So mm. they, they've got this point where they do this thing or they find this passion and they start sharing moments yep. and they grow an audience, but then they realise, okay, now I make money from it. How much are you influencing them to or encouraging them to stick out the thing that got them to where they are versus go down this obsession with making money as much as you want to make money? Yeah, it's a balance. Like it has to be both. It has mm. to be commercial. If you're super creative and not making any money, that's great, but don't waste my time doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so it's definitely a balancing act. You have to be true to the reason why people followed you in the first place, but also have – you know, use that platform that you've got and then use it for brands. So I think you can do both without offending people. I think it's definitely hard to walk the line for that though. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had a guest on the show that sort of built an audience around a specific niche but then was like, don't really like that niche. Yeah. Not really into that as much. Mm. I don't want to be that guy anymore. Yeah, we had one of our girls, her blog and Instagram page used to be called A Broke Girl's Blog um, and then she rebranded just to her name. Rich as fuck. Yeah. 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 She was like, thanks, day management. (laughs) Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so she just her name and then it kind of was like everyone was there because they wanted the cheap finds mm. um, and so she still does like outfits under $100 and things like that to kind of yeah. keep that audience um, interaction that she had built but at the same time now she's like well I can afford things so I'm mm. going to post nice things too. Mm. Hey, are you doing anything within your business that doesn't make financial sense for you to do right at this moment? Coming on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wasting your time on the Daily Talk Basically, show. But um, outside of that, like, because um, I guess like you can look at it very transaction, transactional yeah. and all that sort of thing. But what's one of those things where it's like, actually we're taking a bet because the financial reward's not there yet? Oh, it's kind of, I'm very lucky in the sense that no is the answer to mm-hmm. that question. And I really love what I do. And so I don't have to make a choice. Like, yeah. oh, my passion's over here, mm-hmm. but my profit's over there. Actually, Passion to Profit was the name of my ebook when I oh, finally I like released that. it. Oh, thanks so much. Do you have the domain name? No. Passion to Profit. He just mm. bought it. He's a robot. I he think that it's Passion to yeah. Profit. I'll, I'll double purchase. Check. It, it'll, it'll never get released. I'll never finish <laughs> it. It's fine. Nine tenths is just too much work. You should get the domain anyway. Okay, I could you. imagine like a keynote. Yeah. Do you have any interest in like building your influence? Oh, you're talking in March, aren't you? Jennifer, um, I know. So it's already, it's already gone. Yeah, no, did I, you talk in March? I did talk in March. I spoke about um, like what goes on behind the scenes at Fashion Week. I'm talking next month as well. Passion to Profit, was it? Passion to Profit. Okay. Um, yeah, so talking with a couple of influencers next month mm. about just like female entrepreneurship and digital marketing. And it's funny because they all go there and they're like the inspiring stories that bring in the crowds of hundreds. And I'm like, hi guys, um, <clears throat> it's this thing on. It's going to be yeah, like yeah. a different crowd. Mm. But yeah, it's kind of fun. I like doing that part of it. And it goes back to my like performing roots a little bit, but I'm not too fussed about my personal brand. So there's going to be dance in there too. Oh yeah, <laughs> a couple of high kicks. That'd be so good, you should. I actually like started doing casual <laughs> dance class again with my friends. Like I didn't dance. ever casual. <laughs> yeah, well, not really. I'm always at the front still. My friends yeah. are like, yo, take it easy. Where, where do you go? Um, to the space. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Hip-hop class. I used hip-hop to go Hip-hop class. There. A bit of Broadway jazz on a Wednesday night. Oh, I didn't do that. Broadway um, jazz. You do like mm. What does that mean? Latin? 
We did a lot of a lot of everything. Broadway jazz. What does that mean? Hands. Mm. Is High it hand? kicks. There's a lot of hands. We dance uh-huh. to like Broadway tunes. Oh, that's fun. Um, it's really lame actually. <laughs> but we do hip hop on Tuesday nights, my friends and I. And I didn't dance like ten years. And mm. I get told off every single class for being like too rigid and too jazzy. Oh, really? So I'm, like, I'm just gonna go to Broadway jazz instead. Rigid and jazzy. Yeah. That should be your Instagram bio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that actually described me perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> is the uh, is, is there any aspiration to have offices outside of Melbourne, outside of Australia. Oh, we have talent in Sydney, Brisbane, mm-hmm. LA, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, yeah. I don't know. I always said in the beginning I wasn't going to have any staff and now I have four. Um, and so I might say no now and in two years' time have You'll them. have four offices. Well, you yeah, need exactly. have a, you'd have a place for them, but I guess there's the... It's a balancing There's a co-working act. spaces and shit like well, that. Well, have you worked yeah. out what you... Have you worked out what your success looks like? Oh, not really. Mm. I think... Because I think some people can end up with four offices and realise that that's not the success that they yeah, wanted. It's the same totally. thing as going to the events, right? Like yeah. the, the same idea in your head that going to the events is what I need is probably the same part, which is like I need an office in LA and Sydney. Yeah, mm. and it doesn't always which mean you're more… we do, Josh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's Big on the agenda. Yes. Yeah, I mean like you can make more money being in your bedroom doing mm. it by yourself sometimes than having like 25 staff. Mm. So it's kind of always a balancing act. Like does it mean that I'll be more profitable or I'll just look better on the outside to other people? So it's kind of weighing it up. Like where the energy goes and the returns for that as well is a bit tricky. So at the moment I'm happy just to like own Melbourne mm. um, and a bit of Sydney, Brisbane, LA, New York. <laughs> um, and we'll see, maybe yeah. in the future. Yeah, great. It's good. Yeah. You want, I mean, the flexibility, you're here, low overheads. Yeah. I mean, yeah, four fucking employees. And yeah, that's that's well, low overheads compared to office in New York. Totally. There's yeah. your whole bloody yeah, no, but rent. It's so yeah. every year yeah. in one month. Absolutely. Unless you're Jules and you went to primary school with <laughs> yeah, the person. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's in like every article that I do as well. I'm like, when is it my turn? <laughs> yeah, so this is great. No, I think, is there. So there is a bit of a movement to to get yourself out there and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it kind of happens organically, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to be seen like I'm Pushing I'm yourself. the talent yeah, as well because yeah. like, I'm so not the talent. Um, and so that's that's the that's difference. Such a there. talent thing to say. I know. <laughs> Stop it. You don't follow me. Genevieve You're Day. a piece of the pie. Like you, you know, you've got. I think that's where you will come in where there is a non business savvy yeah. person who is like, I've got no idea but I've yeah. built this thing intuitively. It's the empathy as well. Audience. You're yeah. having the, the empathy, just like having, you know, the the side hustle or whatever of, you know, doing the clips is, yeah. is another example of that. Um, the I was going to ask something. It's Wait. just like a bit of fun as yeah. well. I think when it's not fun anymore, I need to like rejig things. And I'm mm-hmm. lucky in the sense that the industry has grown. So my company's grown like astronomically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I need to pivot and shift, I totally can. But for now, it's yeah doing really well as it is. That's what I was going to ask. Age. Has age ever been a barrier in this whole thing for you? Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a fun talking point. Like I launched at 24 mm-hmm. um, and still kind of being... 20, almost 28. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of a nice talking point and I'm lucky in the industry there's a lot of young females around and I can still be older than my talent or most of them. Mm. Um, but then I get a lot of, like, wanker businessmen yeah. who talk down to me. Really? Yeah, oh, all the time. Do you have a way of disarming that? Yeah, oh, a, a jazz kick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm going to fan you to the face. Yeah. No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sassy. Jazzy. Finished with jazz yeah. hands. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I am pretty sassy and I think that I'm more than happy to like be a bit argumentative mm. if I need to like get my point across. I'm not, not going to be a doormat. Yeah. Um, I did have one guy like threaten to sue me in my first year or something. Really? And he was like... About the couch legs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm so sorry, Lounge Brothers. Um, he was like, oh, I hope you've got like deep pockets. I'm going to take you for all your worth. And I think I just said like fucking try, Tim, and hung up the phone. Yeah. Um, and obviously he didn't, so it's fine. But yeah, I, all the time, like threats and everything. And mm. yeah, people just trying to assert their authority and their power. Mm. And you just got to shake it off. Mm. Shake it off. Yeah. That's a song, Taylor isn't Swift. it? Yeah. Oh, I don't like Taylor Swift. Shake okay. it up. Shake it off. Sh- is it shake, shake it, it off? off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a daily talk show. Uh, Genevieve, it would be great to have you back on. Oh, thank you so much uh, for having me. In, in the future as well. Yeah. But thanks. Um, oh, day, thanks, guys. Day management. And please um, consider Mr. 97 at some Yeah, point. we'll chat off air um, <laughs> some tips. Which yeah. also sure means that you haven't got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a daily talk show. Hi at the is our email if you want to send us an email. Mr. 97 looks after our email, which is which is good so people get responses and shit. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, guys. See you guys.